This week, I have the taste of mystery on the tip of my tongue. And I try to redeem the image of Japanophiles from the depiction in this show. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we are tackling a delicious take on the detective anime genre, both literally and figuratively. This is a show we introduced in the Detective Explainer two years ago, but because of how much I love it, I definitely made sure that we had, it deserved a bigger deep dive. We're going to find out if a demon parrot detective can outclass Sherlock Holmes without actively killing his Watson in the detective supernatural thriller known as Majin Tante Nogami Nuro. Before we begin, Garrett, what are you going to be expecting from this episode? A whole lot of Itadaki Mas, Mayamo David Rice. <laughs> David Rice, if I could just watch his adventures of him walking through Japan planning this murder. No, spoiler alert for anybody who's, yeah. who's interested in episode 17 of this show. But man, I was like, oh, and when I saw it, it was just like chef's kiss. Like, oh, uh, and we have so much to talk about with it. And not to get ahead of ourselves, but the way he was culturally in a pro, the way he was culturally insensitive and ignorant, I kind of felt like he was like Mr. Smith goes to Washington, yeah. just like punching people, reading newspapers as he walks down the street. <laughs> but I digress. I, I digress, Kyle. So, Garrett, once again, we want to thank everyone for listening to us, to our host site, anchor.fm slash Wamo podcast, or really anywhere your podcast is from. But make sure when you do, you give us a five-star review, just like uh, Yako would go to five-star restaurants. Uh, you can also follow us on our social media. So, Garrett, hit them with those handles. Absolutely. You can check us out on Instagram at Wanwa Podcast or see what we're uh, you know, saying over there on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob. And don't pretend that you don't have a t- secret Twitter handle that you use to follow porn stars. We know <laughs> you do. You might as well just follow us as well. Yes, you might as well. Right. And we won't judge. We will not look at your friends list. You should be OK. Wait, so- wait, wait. People can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with with this detective, there's more than one way to, to find out, to sniff out a mystery. And uh, in this show, it's called Majin Tante Nogami Neuro. It means supernatural detective Nogami Neuro, mm-hmm. also known as Neuro in the United States, which is a bad move because people are like, I have no idea what that means. Uh, it's a manga that ran from 2005 to 2009, so it's an older property. And the anime only ran for one season in huh. 2007 which is a big effing bummer because let me tell you, Garrett, I freaking love this show because it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It's got dark humor. When did you come across it? I think once again, this was on me going, I want detective anime. You know that about me, Garrett. I yeah. think detective anime is one of my favorite genres of all time. And this just hit the right sweet spot of just like zany, wacky mixed with like dark and twisted mixed with like actual like like uh, spoiler for anybody watches it's not going to have the same je ne sais quoi like a detective conan where like you yourself are going to figure it out because you're not have the mysteries are like mouse traps in which <laughs> like which like the guy dives into the bucket and the balls roll down the hill and eventually kills the person like that's what these mysteries are basically all about right but i don't mind that i find it was just like an interesting puzzler on top of of a detective anime um it's just like the and also like one thing that I like about murder mysteries is when they actually like 
do the dark side of it. Like I don't, the problem I have with Japanese uh, detective anime a lot of times is that when the person gets caught, they go, Oh, what have I done? A boo hoo hoo hoo. That does not happen in this show. <laughs> you get a whole lot of monologue and evil. Seriously. And they all like morph into like wild stuff. Garrett, it's, it, it, when I told you about the show, you and remember, remember you watched this. Uh, we made you watch episode five of this show. Um, uh, you know, the, pretty much how they found uh, their office was the episode I picked for you. And right, I, I about, remember. Like, I turned this. I turned yeah. the show on this week, and as soon as I saw Nero, who is the supernatural detective, I was like, "This looks very familiar." Yeah, yeah, and I remember you being very lost. And very confused. And I was like, Garrett, not we got to do a deep dive, man. I, and and it, it's a shame it took me this long to get there. Um, but say, you know, you you saw the episode, the one episode during the detective anime. You saw Nero's doofy face. Um, what were your expectations, game man? Did it exceed it? Did it go under it? Like, you, you kind of had an idea. Like, go down memory lane and see. And where was this going? So uh, I didn't even remember that the episode you you asked me to watch a year or two ago was them trying to find their office. I just remember being like, I remember this time asking you if this was a different version or if it was a remastered version, because I thought the anime, right. the animation was stronger than the previous one. Um, and I remember like definitely the moment I saw Nero's face, I remember how off put I was by his sharp teeth. Yeah, exactly. He's a very round face with sharp teeth. And his hair looks like a court jester's hat. Mm-hmm. But it um, waves. It like waves. It's little. You got like the like the bangs, like the nineteen nineties like Bam Margera bangs that like right. twinkle, that like shake at the mystery every time something's coming up with this little hair clip. <laughs> I I love this show. It's wacky. It's awesome. Now the thing that you know, as I told you, you and I we like murder mysteries that are fair game. You know, that's generally what we like. We like the Poirots. The Sherlock Holmes is like, I like reading something and knowing that all the clues are there and you can figure it out on your own. Were there any mysteries in this episode? And you don't have to say which one, but just like, was there any mysteries you were like, I figured it out. Aha. I'm the greatest detective. Itadaki Mas. Episode one. Yeah. you figured, Yeah. Early on, I knew what was going on. Uh-huh. And then it took a twist I did not see coming. <laughs> um... Let's see. Uh, I would say the second episode we watched six was like, it wasn't even a mystery. No, it wasn't. They were like, Hey, this stuff is happening. Here's the bad guy. Did he do it? Wait, did we already say he did it? Yeah. It was like, it was less of like a whodunit and more of a, like a how done it. Like, you know, (laughs) it was, it was, it was the mystery of the, how the head got into the men's bathroom. (laughs) That was literally the only mystery of the show, but yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let's get ahead of ourselves. um, Let's talk uh, about the uh, number three. I, I I I know we're gonna go into these number yeah. three based up upon your list. Yeah, I didn't really know what they were looking for mm-hmm. for like the first eighty percent of the episode, and then yeah. the last twenty percent, they were like, "Oh wait, this is a mystery show. We have to give you something." Yeah, and in fact, I think for me, the the greatness about the show is, and this is, we'll kind of like dive into it a little bit more as we go. The formula of the show is just perfect for me. It starts with them stumbling on murder, kind of like like a psych. Like where murder pretty much happens anytime they're around. And then the mystery unfolds and then you get these delicious like villain breakdowns. Like you said, like the breakdown is the best part of the show because they're like, they're never good reasons and they're never logical reasons. They're always like the most insane, wild reasons why these people commit moitas across the whole series. (laughs) And I look forward to all of those. And so let's talk about the conceit of the show, 
who are our characters? I had you start with episode one, which was entitled Eat. Um, right. And eating is a big theme of this show. Food, itadakimasu's, gochi sosama de shita. What's going on? Who are the characters? All that stuff. So as best I can tell, there are three primary characters. Correct. Uh, our lead character is named Yako. She yep. is a teenage girl and she is known for two things. One, mm-hmm. she has an insatiable appetite and can eat anything because her stomach is bottomless. Right. Two, she has become famous because she has started a detective agency. However, none of that is within her skill set. She is merely being used as a vessel by an underworld demon named Nero. Yes. Uh, so imagine if like Johnny Depp sharpened his teeth yeah. and played the Joker in 1989, Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> and like, yeah. And he appeared with that like 1960s Batman poison gas with like, yeah, like, yes. that's, that's what he looks like. You're right. He's uh, there's actually clowny. two other characters uh, yeah. that work in the office. There's the grunt who is like this bleach blonde haired muscle that I have no idea what he does, except they use him as like a comedic yeah. foil. Yeah, he's a Yakuza that gets kicked around. And then there's Ane or Anna, which is animated Akane, yeah. hair. She is. It's, yes. Imagine if Cousin It was like a braid of magical hair. Right. That right. could communicate with. It's like it's like when a dog's like. <laughs> and you're like i don't know boy that doesn't sound logical but you could be right like so here's why i think the show it 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 kind of fireflied itself in that it started didn't start you from the beginning so the manga starts with neuro meeting yako and what happened is you kind of get like a breath of this and they don't bring up anything about it after the fact and it's kind of like a lost thread in the anime Mm -hmm. is that yako's dad is like murdered viciously in the middle of this of his office and it's a locked room murder and so they assume nothing is going to come out of it and then all of a sudden well, they assume sh- they they try and say it's a suicide because it's a locked room yes right? exactly and then they kind of pulled kept that thread going throughout the anime but the manga neuro solves it in like three seconds and he does it <laughs> first and foremost by like when when yako's like crying at her uh her dad's grave like neuro like kicks over the, the tombstone and is like your dad was a bitch, but I got this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's let's talk to you about later. Let's how is Nero released from the underworld? He left on his own. He is so this is like one of those like Alex, he's an Alexander the Great, and that he looked over his conquest and cried because there were no more to conquest. Like demon murder is boring. Demon mysteries are, you know, are 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 you know craft mac and cheese to him. Mm-hmm. The real delicious, because this man doesn't just eat. He doesn't eat souls. He eats mysteries. That's his. That's how he's sustained. Oh, oh, I see. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, and it explains a little bit more in the manga. We'll kind of get to that in a little bit. But he, he, he needs this. Once he solves a mystery, this like rainbow goo comes out of the villain, and he's able to then consume it, and that sustains him. And so he's trying to get a really good taste of the mysteries that the earth can provide. So that's why he's Kyle. At. Can you can you remind me how does he consume the mystery? Well, he has to first go. Well, the one thing is you say he looks like Johnny Depp to begin with, but in actuality, he's like a giant parrot demon with teeth. <laughs> so somehow imagine like Toucan Sam with like ram horns and, <laughs> and actual canines. And the way he does this, he goes, eat a ducky moss. Well, no one's looking. And then he like chomps the person's head. He doesn't eat the person. The person doesn't die or get hurt in any way. 
but he like sucks the evil juju out of him and he's like yeah it mm. takes their spirit and, and then he kind of like like dabs his lips he's like mm, 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 that was delicious mm. and he like finger licking goods <laughs> it it's like great so let's start with the first mystery garrett tell me how well you did because you said you did well with this, this mystery um it involves a restaurant so that was actually mystery two in the manga but this, we start with one on this episode walk us through the mystery of the restaurant what's going on absolutely so uh nero has this ability to like uh um perceive if something mysterious mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. to happen or was he say the mystery has been released yeah the mystery has been released much like like food wars talks about like how right. how the or Tariko talks about the juices that's how that's how he talks about mystery you know he right. lets the murder happen that's another thing that's great about this he's like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna eat, someone's gotta someone's gotta die, and I'm just gonna let this happen. I'm not gonna stop the thing from happening. I'm a demon. Sure, like, he lets it happen. So, and what happened was, is apparently they, they this Yako detective who's famous got invited to this famous restaurant, right? Because something was happening, and I think that's right. And so the this famous restaurant, uh, the not the head chef, the chef de cuisine, but this uh, like the the next in line. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he's a sous chef. Right. Uh, this blonde Japanese fellow. It's amazing how they keep popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Invites them to this French restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he says that this restaurant has received a threatening letter. And they come in the restaurant. And not only has Yako's detective agency been invited, which this is really hilarious because Yako is clearly like a 12-year-old girl. Who yeah, like a small child. On. So <laughs> she's child. like, um... Dum dum, and Nero's like, "Allow me to explain for the good detective Yako <laughs> exactly <laughs> why he needs this guy's. I don't know, but sure, I'll yeah, he doesn't it. want he doesn't want any attention on him. I guess that's it. And and another thing that's as you said, she is like the avatar by which he wants to solve the mysteries because yep. he doesn't want any attention. But what's really funny, and I I I know this probably won't register hit really well, people. He is straight up abusing Yako the entire series. Yeah. And not just like in a like, like he'll legit like choke her, like put his nails in her skull and like drag her down the street. He actually yep. like, like, like cartoonishly snaps her neck in the middle of the episode while he's, while he's explaining what's going on. It's, and he's it's, like, why are you a useless little rag to me? Yeah. And I'm going to murder you once I fatten you up. And you're exactly. like, exactly. Oh. And he really, but it's like in a funny way. Like, and she's very like cartoony with how she gets beaten up. She's like, boing, 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 boing. He's like smacking her around. It's it's funny actually, and he they go to this restaurant and and he goes well let's take a tour. Uh, that's my chef over there, and and you yeah. only see like the shadow of the chef yeah. through. But he's like, standing. He's standing. He looks like yeah. He's, he's own private kitchen. So this particular setup of this kitchen, which I don't know many kitchens that are like this, but uh, there's the yeah. main kitchen where most of the kitchens are prepared. Uh, most of sorry, the meals are prepared, but then this um, head chef Uno. Uh, who you see like through a foggy glass window has his own kitchen. And then the blonde chef Sharota has his own kitchen as well. And he Sharota brings the detectives into the offices. Like you got to do something about this working, threatening letters. Like this restaurant shouldn't exist. That this restaurant is a, is a crime against God, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you hear in the background. What? I mean, and a moita happened, Garrett. (laughs) And they go outside and uh, they find Chef Uno in his kitchen uh, with sauce pot all over his face uh, on the ground. Um, He was clearly killed uh, with blunt force trauma to the back of the head. And they said with the stronger than what most humans could do. 
Yeah. So it, it was like an above average strength level. Yep. And so Garrett, you got your moited chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was in the office when it happened. Yep. Did you guess what what the, what the case was when you watched it? Well, I knew something was suspect because if you go back a minute and a half to when we talked mm-hmm. about when they entered and we saw the image through like mm-hmm. the foggy glass. Yeah. They they went to narrow and he gave it like heavy duty sus eyes. Yeah, he was like he was like mm-hmm. he was like that doesn't look like a human so much as a puppet of a human <laughs> behind the glass. Exactly. Um and so walk us so spoiler for anybody who wants to watch Nero for the first episode but so you so you obviously thought that that this that this was a propped corpse I thought that too yes but the way it was done did you expect that no and it was stupid so, <laughs> okay so how how did we how so, did this moita take place yeah so what happens is as they're as they're leaving they're like oh man who killed this guy we're we're gonna have to find out as they're leaving. Um, there's a dish on a table and we talked about how Yako absolutely loves food. She's a bottomless pit and she's like, Ooh, may I try it? And Sherod is like, yeah, you could try my dish. And she tries <laughs> and it's good, but she kind of like insults him and he shows this like menacing flicker. Like, um, like his eyes go immediately them. to like needing visine. Like he's like, what? This yes. little shit. Yes. Tell me my food isn't good. Yeah. And so, and you, so like, as they're up. like about to leave, narrow pulls this bullshit where again <laughs> using yako as a vessel he like makes her arm glow and makes her point to whoever the guilty party yes. is and it truly is like watching psych when yeah. he's trying to like rev up like oh oh oh, oh and his arm dear. just like starts touching the clue yes and he goes she goes haninwa and she like that's the big like the culprit is you and she points to him Mm-hmm. And and it was, I mean, honestly, there's no other suspects. Like right. it was true. And, and that's that's what you find in a lot of these episodes. <laughs> there are no other suspects than the person that they show you. It was and so it Shiroda, was not, I watched it, but when I watched it the second time, Garrett, I was like, there's no other right way this could have gone any other way, right? And it's right. They like didn't, you said they it's didn't like even give it, they didn't even introduce another character. Yeah, exactly. They're like, Unless they, been a suspect, they were like, oh, a homeless here. man, Bob, he came in and he killed him. <laughs> so they thought they thought that someone came in, hit him in the head, and then ran out. And what happened was is Sharoda, again, these <laughs> these bad guys are really into confessing and getting super maniacal. Yes. And confess. And as it turns out, how Neuro figured it out, they didn't give it. Here's what I didn't like about the show yeah. sometimes. What? They don't give you enough clues to figure yeah. it out. Right, right, right. So literally, you see him on the pot and he's got sauce all over him, the right. dead guy. Yes. And Nero's like, You want to know how I knew? I'm, I'm like, Please, please tell me. <laughs> as you will. I noticed that one of the tomatoes was uncooked. So and the tomato was split in half. So yep. naturally, you froze the tomato, right. wrapped a rope around it, wrapped that ro- a rope around his body and tied it to the hoods above the stove. Mm-hmm. And when the weight eventually melted the f- previously dried tomato, the tomato ripped. He fell, knocked over the pot and it fell all over him. And you will, this allowed you to create the perfect diversion by inviting police and private investigators here when his body was discovered. So you could be clear to the crime right and the the uh i think that's the brilliance of it is is that it was it was like 
you have to figure out what the mousetrap was, right? Like, what was the, ma- right. you know, how did the man go into the bucket? You know, like another detective comes around the corner. He's like, hey, I found the rope and it's got <laughs> tomato stain on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what really found out was that he left his rolling pin weapon in his kitchen, which was super dumb. So, yeah. Garrett, you're thinking to yourself, what did this man do? Did mm-hmm. did you did you say that was the motive something that like you thought to yourself, man, that came out of nowhere because there's two oh. steps why this happened. And then there's the breakdown, Garrett. And the okay. breakdowns are my fair part of the show. So we'll save that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it nice and right before you talk so about the breakdown. I got I, I got 10 percent there. What this was the motive? Anything away. The 10% I got there is you have two big egos in a yep. kitchen. Yep. It's not shocking to have yep. big egos in a kitchen. Yep. And I believe that the head chef, Uno, who was killed, yep. probably was either super harsh on Sharoda mm-hmm. or they constantly had disagreements or Sharoda felt that he should be the one running the restaurant and that it, it bred like feelings of resentment. I was not wrong up until that point. Yep. I could not have guessed any part of what came next. What was the motive for the Moida, Garrett? He wanted to make the ultimate dishes, Sharoda. Yeah. Uno said the dishes sucked. And Sharoda was like, no, why wouldn't my consomme made of cocaine, <laughs> heroin, steroids, and duck fat <laughs> What did he call it? He called something consomme. Yeah, it was. Did you imagine that he had injectable soup that's full of steroids? <laughs> was and cocaine and MDMA? So that was my question, right? Like, I get why the steroids were there to make you perform better. MDMA, I could understand too. Why put cocaine in there and heroin at this? Because it's time? a hell of a drug. <laughs> and. When he found himself cornered, Garrett, we got to go over this delicious breakdown. What does he do when he realizes that he's he's cornered, Garrett? He's going to have his first Like breakdown. any good villain, he takes his the soup and injects it intravenously and turns into like the, the end Hulk. boss, the end boss from Atlas from uh from BioShock and becomes yeah. like at, the Atlas Shock guy, like this big beefy guy with like a giant like chef's hat. It's right. amazing and he's just like you don't know anything about good cooking. Only the best chefs throw cocaine into their soup. <laughs> Haven't you ever had Coca-Cola? <laughs> I only love the best duck fat and MDMA to really make it a spicy pizza balls. <laughs> but what was the point? Like, if you make that cocktail for yourself, fine. But how is, like, giving people injectable food, like, satisfy their palate? And also, like, if you inject anything but, like, blood and drugs... You put, I can imagine giving yourself a full embolism by just like the first scent of like, like fat going into your, into your system. You're basically saying like, I'm giving myself a stroke <laughs> or at least a terrible blood clot. Like mm-hmm. he's don't know how it automatically turns you into Hulk, like you said. So Garrett, I got to say, man, were you in after the first episode where you're like, man, I get this now. I'm ready. Let's, let's ride. I don't know if I got it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's funny it was wacky well, and i was like and i remember like because that's the thing about it like i did it, he wasn't there to say like boo hoo, what was me i got caught it was fuck you i was i you know i'm glad he's dead and i hope he burns in hell that's the <laughs> villain i want i want samuel a very jackson. a time to kill moment i want a blonde japanese chef that is also samuel jackson that's what well that's the motive i want i want the guy that's like so, super happy that the person he killed is dead what like, the first episode did for me was is like 
I think like you, you're a fan of um, BBC uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock, right? Right, exactly, yeah. That's detective, but each of those episodes is 90 to 120 minutes. Right. So they really give you time to like flesh it out. Right. What I liked about this is it kept it brisk. I do wish that they would give you a few more clues to try and figure it out on your right, own. Right. But they were like, this is our formula. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And, and they were, I and did repeat appreciate it, it because yeah. it, it hit that, um, it hit that craving for a detective yeah. mystery, but it yeah. like kept it like moving along. Yeah, I'll give like, you was... an example of someone yeah. who does not move it along very well. A show that I really enjoy bones. Yeah. Bones is very slow. Oh man. But if you try and watch 10 or 12 seasons, hour long episodes, it becomes very <laughs> plotting. And the, the parts of bones that are good are very good. But then there's all sorts of stupid right. shit in the hologram room with Angela. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, I don't care about your confused identity. And like, right. And it just doesn't move it along. Whereas Nero moves yeah. it along. Nero, Nero does a good job of like being like, yeah, the murder happened. You're probably going to know who did it. But really, it's the wackiness of why it happened. But it's still and how it be fun. Done. And it's fun. Yeah, exactly. So let's speaking of fun. We get to case six called Hair. And this one, you kind of know who it is right away. Yeah. Because you kind of see his face in the beginning He's the of the thumbnail it. of the episode. Yeah. And <laughs> that's true. I did make you watch YouTube and it did kind of give it away in the beginning. But it, it, I don't think it gave away too much. But how did this episode start, man? Because this is like the most metal opening to an anime. This girl's yeah, like so sitting this there. Girl, this girl with long, luxurious locks, clearly some sort of like hair model, is sitting down at a salon to have a famous uh, stylist do her hair. Yep. And he has giant like ribbon cutting scissors at a opening day ceremony. Yep. And he puts them around her head and he doesn't just cut the hair off. He cuts her head off and puts it on a tray that she then holds. And it was just like very like metal. It was the most metal beginning <laughs> to a freaking show because let me tell you something, Garrett, like, um, one thing that anime anime detective mysteries do very well that I wish there was more of are these dramatic looking murders. Like there's shows out there that really love the, not only is it a murder, man, it is a, it is a murder, right? Like it's yeah. not just like bang, you were shot. Who did it? It's like, Oh, this person turned you to a potted plant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause this person was just a really effed up horticulturist. Like Japan goes there. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Speaking of which I saw a terrific meme like yesterday that said, when burying a dead body, be sure to plant endangered plants above it. That way, it's illegal to dig them up. See my <laughs> webpage for more gardening tips. <laughs> and that's kind of what happened because then they found the head of said person in a bathroom. Public bathroom in a Public park. Bathroom. So the problem isn't like who done it. It was there's an alibi. Like no one can get into a locked bathroom and throw a head in there. No way to do it. Can't reach it windows are too high there's no way to get in there and do it right they they put time of death uh so there's this very famous um stylist mozu who you're introduced mm -hmm. to yep. and he's like their first suspect or the first person that they go to but as you said he has an alibi because when they do the time of death uh they basically see that uh she had to be killed in this this bathroom and then uh While the bathroom was, was locked and yeah. and he was at work the entire time Yes, and we find out this guy's probably the killer because 
one of his coworkers comes in and goes, Mosey, you're so great. I worked here just so I can get a nice haircut from your famous design. He's like, fine, you know, you can call her, you know, these guys. And totally then he like, drowns her. And then he proceeds to waterboard her. And he's like, oh, terrible cuticles, blah, 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 terrible locks. What you need hydration. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with these planets? It was like, obviously this guy's the killer and you're going to find out how he did it. Now, the question is, how do you break the alibi? And so this is the episode that Nerd decides to take a break. <laughs> and he's like, Yoko, you suck. You do it now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he, he You're just a wet rag. He calls her a louse. And he's like, you graduated from a louse to a tick. And she's like, that's not much better. So he, so to explain, I got to explain Akane. You brought up the, the sentient hair. The anime doesn't do this character justice because the way it's depicted in the manga is in the anime, it looks like a piece of hair is just coming out of the wall right yeah in the manga it legit looks like you know those things those that toy that's like a whole bunch of pins and when you push your face in it you can see an impression of your face yes well this one you can clearly see a woman is like buried in the wall like the outline of a woman is like just standing there in the in the wallpaper and her hair is is the only thing that's like moving it's freaking wild but they like got rid of all of that morbidness which is a shame and uh and so they, they were busy chopping people's heads off. With exactly. Well, what the, the excuse was this was a Yakuza's office, right? And so someone yeah. got, someone, didn't, you know, got killed for Yakuza reasons. And so he's like, bring her along because she's better hair. And so she, using his demon magic, she she now has lovely hair to bait out this, mm-hmm. this, this killer. And she baits Mozu. And Mozu is instantly enraptured by Akane's hair. Yep. And Akane's like, no, you can't do this. You know, not only was Akane a murdered woman herself, but also like this very, like very pro hair rights. <laughs> because like Akane starts to fight back and then the hairdresser comes back and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to get you with pomade and this hair wax. This I got imported pomade. And then turns her into like a, like a Dairy Queen cone with two bumps and a swirl. And now she's like stuck in that position. He and then did like, solidify Akane the hair and uh, took away her mobility and ability to fight. That's for sure. And so he brings out his scissor man scissors from Clock Tower and he's ready to, to lop off her head. And then all of a sudden we get our boy Neuro's back. Yeah, so he could save her. But first, he's got to make sure he lets him know how the mystery happened, how his alibi. Now, how did the alibi happen, Garrett? Did you guess this? No, <laughs> I did not see this happening. But yeah, no. so. All you saw was that there was high windows and next to the bathroom was was a tree and some loose sheet metal. (laughs) And a loop in one of the branches. Yeah. And and he was like, "Hmm, of course. You want to talk about mousetrap. This was the most mousetrappy of (laughs) mousetraps. So Nero deducts correctly because he's a demon lord. Because he's a demon, yeah. He deducts that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that Mozu loop first looped a the, branch. the branch. Yes, into it's like an a actual... sapling branch. It's very flexible. Very flexible and loopable. He, he then <laughs> rested the head on top of this on top of the branch sapling paddle. Yes. Okay. He then <laughs> used an adhesive. His wax, mind ad- you, the wax that was used to make said hairstyle yes. to attach the head to the sheet metal. Right. And Mozu would have deducted how long it would have taken that adhesive to break 
so that at night when he had an alibi, the sheet metal peeled away and this sapling <laughs> branch acted as a catapult, perfectly ah. launching the head through the window and into the public bathroom. And there was like a little excuse there where like uh, Nero was like, knowing that it would fling it into or around the yeah. bathroom. That's what I'm saying. This man would have had to have been really good at pumpkin chunking. Yes. <laughs> you know? He, Must have been really good at the physicist catapult. as yeah. well as a hairstylist. As well as a sadistic hair, uh, waterboarding hairstylist. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted you to show this because, A, I wanted you to see Akane because that's an, she's an important character. I wanted to bring her up. And secondly, it was to show you that, like, the show is, is less about the whodunit but the howdunit. And uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't get the catapult either. I don't know where that was going. But let's talk about the b -b 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 breakdown. What happens? What does this man do when he shows himself to be a villain, Garrett? Talk us through the breakdown. Do you remember? Give me a second here. Yep. I will start. There is an X fissure that forms in the man's face. <laughs> he turns into Hurricane Helmsley. <laughs> he breaks it down. Boom, 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 burner. No, his. <laughs> Are you ready, Garrett? Are you ready? His eyes and his. Forehead. Oh yes! Oh my God, that's right. His so eyebrows form four individual sections, for which they then cross and re, like like. <laughs> they re they uh, reconfigure <laughs> back into his face, only to form like scissor eyes. Yes. On his his eyebrows turned into like a pair of scissors. And why does he like moitoing, Garrett? Why why does this man love murder? Do you do did do, do, do his motive? Do you remember his motive? Because it was wild. I don't really remember his motive. I remember him saying that it doesn't really matter anyway. Yep. No, I don't remember. So he believes that the most holiest of Oh my god, that's head... right. He is <laughs> Oh, he is the god of hair. And because hair is on top of your body, hair is always looking down on you and you are subservient to hair. So and as he, the god of hair, he's like killing his subjects. And he says there's the body part is the part that's no longer relevant. And he's separating the god. Now, let me just give you that this is also a joke that flies over an English speaker's head. So kami the word kami is three there's three ways of saying the word kami that means different things yep. kami means hair kami means paper yep and kami also means god so it's kami no kami it means the god of hair and so it's a joke based on the way that god and hair are the same word yep they're homophones garrett do you get it homophones garrett and so <laughs> and so, so yeah and so neuro you know, saves the day, sucks out the evil Itadaki Masas all day. Now, let me tell you something. How it was explained in the manga, what he does when he eats the eats the evil, is that when someone wants to murder, the evil inside them festers. And they they hide it and they fester the, the, the evil intentions in their body. When he unlocks the mystery and gets them into that, that breakdown position where they can no longer hide it and they can be their true selves. Yeah. That releases that pent up aggression that they've had. Naturally. That pent up evil that, that he can then drink their milkshake and, and eat that. So that's that. I wanted to make that clear because people, it probably makes no sense that he eats mysteries, but this, this, that makes more sense unless we go. Now, Garrett, those two were pretty good. Wacky as they were. We had a good time watching the two episodes, but. 
And I know you watched this out of order, but Garrett, we can't go this episode without talking about episode 16 entitled Spring, which was by far my favorite case. Yes. My favorite character of a case. Yep. So it starts with your obligatory detective gets a gets a you know a prize to the hot springs and boy to happen to the hot springs. So we'll just like skip to that. Yeah. So right? If you're a detective and you win a prize to go on a trip. Be prepared to solve shit while you're there. <laughs> Be prepared to work on your vacation. That's that's the rule. Right. But along the way, they find a group of tourists about to take a picture on. They're also on their way to the hot spring. Yep. Three are Japanese and one is not. Yes. Garrett, please talk to us about the best character in all of anime, David Rice. Bukuwa David Rice. <laughs> when I heard. I'm a Japanophile <laughs> and I love this culture. The food, the people, the buildings. <laughs> the Japanophile Garrett and his, the gut, the voice actor was just, mm, mm. he did everything that American does to sound like with a terrible accent. He was like, Boku by David Rice. Oh, <laughs> uh, not to go, Arimasuka. Like, it's that weird, like, somehow they sound like they're from Connecticut. Like, they're like Tooth, uh, what is it? Yes. Toothington McGee, like from Family Guy. Like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he is taller than everybody else. I know that feeling. Uh, he's yep. twice as tall as everybody Sandy else. blonde hair. Sandy blonde hair. And Garrett, I feel this was an affront to me. He has a big schnoz. And I think to myself, I feel like this was a t- personally directed at me, this character. <laughs> but it gets worse later. During <laughs> oh, my God. gets worse. And so one of the women uh, that, that's also Japanese woman is frightened for her life because apparently she's being stalked. Right. On edge all the time. Yep, and it doesn't help that so they this group of tourists that are her friends from school who are culture they're like sociology majors when at college we're like let's go on a hot spring to help soothe her her mind right yep and so that's that's kind of where we go and then you and you get to more more about, about um uh David Rice Bokuwa David Rice and that he hates Nato and he's like Nato neba neba like I love that stuff like. Natto's the soybean, right? It's the fermented soybean that looks like so. Scott. So what happens is, is uh, this this dark haired girl in the group keeps finding ways to excuse herself. When they find themselves taking a photo near the cliff, uh, she excuses herself. When they're back in town and Yako and Nero run into them again, uh, she's like, "Oh, my phone is missing. I gotta go." Right. And, and David Rice, Book is David like, Rice, yes. Let's go to the buffet at the hotel. I hear it's phenomenal. Yeah. And they go to the, the buffet at the hotel and Yako has eaten the entire buffet. The right. chef clearly not prepared to serve a buffet in which you have to refill trays is like <laughs> crestfallen and crying because all right. the food is gone. And that's where you find out that uh, uh, David Rice does not like Nato. He goes, never, never, which means he's trying to say like never, never. It's a like a Japan usage of an English word that goes back to an American who's trying to sound Japanese. It was, oh, it's like, mwah, mwah. I just, it's so Japanophile-y and I right. love it because it's it just takes the piss out of someone like me, Garrett, yep. and I loved it. And so, I'm like, yeah, oh, so great. So, so great. As a side note, and unrelated to the story, right? for funsies, Nero has done two things. One, 
he's brought up one of his like pet demon creatures yep. and allowed it to like hang out mm-hmm. in the hot spring. Right, exactly. So Yako can't use the hot spring because she's going to get eaten by this like giant piranha. And apparently hot springs are rejuvenating to demons as well as people because because like the evil leaving the yeah, world. The evil evil leaves the world to the hot spring. Yeah, whatever. It, you know, explain. But it can much. you tell me what they did to their office buddy? <laughs> Yeah, they made him like... Did he have to stay in a closet? He had to stay in a closet, right? Because they only had two tickets from the win. Uh, and so... And so, apparently, another moita happens to our poor, poor crestfallen Japanese woman. She is found in a room suffocated with poison gas. But when they come up to the room, you see David Rice banging the door going, hey, hey, I'm going to say friend because I don't remember her name. Friend, open up, open up, friend, friend. Incorrect, Eric. He was like, Open, open, Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Arigato, as he was knocking on the door. Arigato. Arigato, Guzemasu. <laughs> as he was knocking on the door. So they find her inside, um, clenching her throat. And they're like, uh, Nero looks around and he's, he's like, well, it was glass walls. So it wasn't walls that you could you could uh sorry it wasn't windows that you could yeah. open you Only know way you could open is the front door and yeah uh, she locked like, the door from uh, the a perfect box in which you could suffocate someone yeah uh, there's and also it was a vial of yeah. of whatever the agent was on the ground and he grabs yako by the head and shoves <laughs> her face into it and goes it's not lethal in this dosage <laughs> and also she locked the door from the inside so it was hard to believe that she, so the thing was suicide because like there's no way she would have lock the door if she didn't want to die basically because right. yeah so no one would find her so and so so yeah so they're sitting around afterwards in like the common room and david rice <laughs> is like i'm so sad by this i can't believe she would have killed herself i i thought you know we were trying to get her away to have a good time because someone had been stalking her Edu. So yako goes oh david i know she can't hear you in the real world but in heaven she could hear your sentiments and that's a sweet thought he's like wow just hearing you say that has already made me feel better which Nero then says, oh, by the way, you did it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a green arm your ass. I'm a green... I, you've been haunted, Dace. Uh, and he's like, what? It couldn't have been me, Dace. It could have been Boku. Not Boku. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wish... I wish David went on a it murder It couldn't have been me, Dace. <laughs> Boku? Not Boku. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish we could have followed David for like three more episodes, but David oh, goes, so David got, all right, how about like, this? Yeah. I will explain how the murder happened. Yep. And you get to tell the juicy oh, breakdown. Garrett, I, I, I would love nothing more. Now, first off, you have to understand. Yeah. Talk about how the murder happened and how they found out it was specifically him. That for sure. So uh, we've already laid out the facts. The room was enclosed with glass. It was locked from the inside where the noxious fumes originated out of a vial. And when they came upon it, David Rice was banging on the door to get in. Right. So Nero's like, no, I know how it happened. Right. David, David Rice knocked on the door. And when the girl opened it, he threw the vial of noxious uh, 
uh, noxious material in and then brought out his giant knife, like yes. a very Mick from Crocodile Dundee type knife. Basically, he pulled like a like a Homer Simpson going like, hey, Bart, check out my chainsaw hockey mask. <laughs> and like scared the crap out of her. And so she's like closing the door to keep him out. Right, And so he's banging to be like, let me in, let me in. And so what looked like from the outside, him trying to get in to help was actually him threatening her and she's becoming disoriented and she's scared and she eventually mm -hmm. dies on the floor. So because she was afraid, it made her lock the room that the poison was in. And that's genius. You got to be honest. That's a genius way to kill someone, right? Yeah. I mean, David then, Rice is not an, a total idiot. He's not a total idiot. He's Boku. You know what I'm saying? And he... And then they're like, what do you mean? And Garrett, the fact that this case was solved with T9 cell phone texting, <laughs> my favorite, because like, oh, go, that's right. I'm so like, sorry. So another thing that Nero noticed was a calculator. The cell phone wasn't around. Yep. There was no writing utensils. Yep. There was no paper. So apparently the killer, David, did not want this person with their dying breath to write who done it. And it's very easy to write Boku by David Rice. And so he she sees a calculator. And instead of it we're saying boobies, it says <laughs> it says a bunch string of numbers. And then they're like, oh, use your type of text it out on the cell phone. And they use T9, like boop, 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 boop. We have to like hit nine three yep. times and like that. And all of a sudden it says Rice. And they're like, Rice, you did it. <laughs> And then, oh, Garrett. There's oh. only one person here this weekend with name Rice. Rice. And then all of a sudden. down some fucking rice. Man. <laughs> Maybe. And so once he got caught, you started to see him break down, Garrett. And he starts the beginning of his breakdown by doing what can only be described as a, like, haunting version of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> 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 and i was like oh this is getting good and yeah. all of a sudden he takes off his shirt and, he, and also by the way when he's when neuro's saying like it was you rice he's like where i'm from we, we follow the rule of law and i'm gonna sue your ass <laughs> and i'm like yeah you tell those americans they suck i <laughs> thought that when he broke down like the worst thing to do is they made him fat too they're like i'm a true american and he, he ends up having like a body like david hasselhoff and he pulls his takes his hand puts it in his pants they're like that was not what they said. Well, well, there he's like. Well, first, before that happens, I have to interject. His his, his, his nose. nose, which already offended you, yes, started to grow like Pinocchio, and it grew a mouth on the septum part of the nose that <laughs> that spoke along with him, like "I'm David Rice." Awesome, and he puts his hand into his pants, and the Japanese woman's like, "No!" And he pulls out a giant like revolver from like Dirty Harry. Right, and he's he like, why would I scare her with a knife when I have this? When I have a gun, we're Americans. I can't go to bed without this gun. I'm an American. Yeah, I'm going to sue your ass and sue your ass. And he was just so, like, stereotypical. Yeah. Like, all he was missing was like, actually wearing, like, you know, red, white, and blue underwear and, like, eating a cheeseburger. And it was so right. perfect, Gary. And he's and like, I told you I loved your way of life. I hate it. Your buildings are stupid. Your food tastes like crap. Your culture's dumb. <laughs> Nato sucks. You know, sushi sucks. Your temples suck. You all suck. USA, USA. Like, that's what I was expecting him to do. And I was so, I was so happy. I was like, yeah, you tell him, David Rice. And <laughs> Nero beats him because, you know, you shoot a bullet at a demon, nothing happens. And David Raisu is no more. And, and what a shame. 
I will miss him forever. Um, and I also made you watch um, one episode where you got to see the antagonist, like one of the central antagonists of the show, uh, Phantom Killer Psy, who was apparently like a shape-shifting creature. So that was less of a of a murder mystery as it was a, you know, you think you know who the do killer is. Do they revisit is that character in the one season it ran? Yes, they do, but he doesn't end up being the main antagonist. So this is where I'm gonna we're gonna hedge off. I would say, folks, watch this, um, but also read it because the manga gets in really cool places. Like the anime tends to go the Saturday morning cartoon. Nero goes someplace, something crazy happens, the breakdown happens, so, case is over, and they kind of did that because the manga wasn't going fast enough, so they just kind of kept filling in with different cases. The ones that were in between, the ones I showed you were from the manga. Right. That's why I wanted you to see. I wanted you to say right. mega exclusive because the filler cases were actually were not as good. What where this show does go, Garrett, is some of the most twisted manga I've ever read in the history of manga. So are you ready for this, Garrett? Absolutely. Sai is the general villain in through most of the show, but then you get inter uh, interspersed with a main villain named Six. Not Six Pac. <laughs> Not six S I X, but S I C K S. His name is Six. Mm-hmm. He is considered the most evil human being in the world, and he has a, a cadre of other evil people. Okay, and he try he wants to destroy Neuro by destroying the world before mysteries can happen. So Neuro is now like running on an empty stomach throughout the rest of the series. So there's no mysteries happen, but. Neuro uses all of his demon powers to get past because it's more like an action show. Now, when six ex- six is like a twisted motherfucker, let me tell you, mm-hmm. and so is his group. Like they have zero empathy for humanity. Like they're supposed to be the worst of humanity because like they're the like killer that made it all the way to the end of the of the line. Like they're, okay. they're the evolutionary murders. And so he introduces himself by going to Neuro. A man shows up to his door, and the man just starts vomiting blood on the street in the shape of the number six. With a, and then he dies with a letter on him. Six to- meets then meets Neuro at this giant mansion and they're in the courtyard. And he's like, I find you to be fascinating, demon lord. That man who you saw, I, I, I bribed him and said I would kill his family if he didn't do that. And guess what I did? I killed him and I told him that his husband, you know, their husband forgot about them or, did, you know, and he's just sick motherfucker. And also all these people come up and are like, I just chopped off this person's head, Neuro. How did I do? Because I was on the third floor. Another person comes up like, I just chopped off my mom and my dad, but I was in two different rooms. How did I do it, Neuro? And they're all like crying and stuff like that. They're yep. like, ah. like this guy, this sick fucking, he's like, and Neuro's like, these are these are planned prop mysteries. I can't get any sustenance from this. You prop these up. And he goes, oh, well, it's worth a shot. Hits a button and blows up the mansion. <laughs> That's how crazy this fucking twisted guy gets. It's so nuts, but it, like it gets to such a satisfying conclusion. Because mm-hmm. that's what Neuro's about. Neuro's about the twisted psyche of humanity and like the humanity of this demon. It's so great. I, I love this show. Um, it's not gonna be to everybody's taste, but man, if you like detective manga, it's it's really good. Definitely worth the read. So what we're gonna do is the two questions that I'm gonna always ask, um, specifically the anime Garrett, would you keep watching knowing what you've seen so far? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I vaguely remember not being super into it. I don't know what headspace I was in. I don't know if I was just jumping right into the middle of it two years ago, right. uh, particularly because it's only 25 episodes. I would absolutely, uh, you know, give this a watch. And you, it's not episodic. So like, save for like the Psy arc, you could just kind of do episode after episode and just like get your fill of fun. It's really fun. Right. And the breakdown's always worth it, right? Because it's just the silliest crap you've ever seen in your entire life. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I definitely would recommend it. And I also recommend put those out there. There's another one of those that the read is way better. So do that. Um, you get some much better content out of it. Uh, what we're going to do right now is what we do every week, which is known as the Weeb and Noob Score. The Weeb and Noob Score doesn't mean a show's good or bad or not. It means our excitement for us to have you, the listener, watch this show. Garrett speaking to a new to- a new fan, speaking to how easy it is to get into. Does it get you to understand anime better? Is it hard to get into? That kind of stuff. And I'm speaking to the longtime fan. Is this part of your overall digest? What would be rated? So uh, I'm going to give it for my Weeb score a... I'm going to give it a nine, Garrett. I All think right. I think people should watch this show, especially if you like detective manga. If you don't like detective anime and you don't like campy shown and stuff, then it might be like a seven point five. Mm-hmm. But man, if you if 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 you like detective anime and you like that like black butler style like dark yep. humor, you're gonna like this stuff. So I'm gonna give it a nine just for my personal taste. If you're a, a normal weeb and this is just like something you stumble across, it might be a seven point five. But my personal taste totally worth a watch, totally worth a read. Nine nine all all day every day. Garrett, what do you give it for your noob score? I would like to just rehash a couple things. One, it's a detective drama. Right. And I don't care how twisted it is. I know how many of you sick mofos out there mm-hmm. binge watch Criminal Minds to ease your mind mm-hmm. or watch Law & Order SVU. So I know right. that this dark, twisted stuff appeals to you. Right. Two, it's easy to jump into because as no you it's not episodic. You can you can digest one episode at a and time. And then walk away. And it's on YouTube for free, folks. Right. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight. Nice. And yeah, I don't eight. remember if we gave in the detective genre this a score. This was your genre. lowest one. This was your lowest scored one. It just goes to show. Maybe I'm less of a noob than I was. Maybe I'm in a different headspace. I always relate it to... Um, I'm in like the food and wine industry. Right. And depending on your mood, your palate changes. And mm-hmm. if you are stressed, if you are rushed, if you are worried about other things, food does not taste as good as if you are in a relaxed state. If you're full, food mm-hmm. does not taste as good as if you are hungry. So there are things that can affect your psyche that can affect how you feel about things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where I was two years ago, but I can tell you wherever I am now, I enjoyed this much more. Well, it was just so non-congruous with the other shows, right? Like I had you watch Conan. Detective Conan. I watched you watch um uh what's it called? Uh Detective Q Academy Q. Um yep. and those are all really like normal whodunits. And then I show you one right. in which a guy turns into a pterodactyl because he shot a, a slingshot <laughs> guillotine at his Yakuza boss's neck because he wanted to be the head of the nest. Like that was so. Like it was neuro would did not fit in that in that group. Sure, but sure. Man, did I love it, man! I because I, Conan's very down the middle. So is um so is Detective Academy Q, and you like Detective Academy Q. I think I should, did. I remember enjoying that, and I remember liking Conan somewhat. Yeah, I think we should definitely do. Uh, we should definitely do, do both of those at some point. But I wanted to start here because I feel like it deserved that that look. So sure. As we go to so I mean I guess to put a button on it. Fun for all, you know, fun for the family. If you like dark, twisted stuff and you don't mind it, it's wacky, it's detective, it's awesome. So as we close for the night and we find out the culprit is you, it is always important to hear your thoughts. Is uh, Majin Tante Nogami Nero the type of over-the-top detective demon amazingness that you think everybody should watch that we're missing in nowadays? Uh, do you like it for its mysteries, its wackiness, its darkness, its, it's all that stuff? Or do you think it was too off the wall, too weird, too much looking like Johnny Depp? 
Uh, let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for a show that I love as much as this one. Uh, you can follow us on all of our hosts, uh, uh, all of our in- social media, including Instagram at Walmart Podcast or on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob. Or you can follow us on anchor.fm slash Walmart Podcast. Listen to all of our episodes or anywhere your podcast is going to make sure when you do, you want them to give us a what, Garrett? I pity the fool who doesn't give us a five-star review. That's right. It helps elevate the show, um, and it's worth the listen to, folks. So as we go for the night and we eat our drug-induced consomme for bed, before bed, uh, Garrett, what are your final thoughts on our boy Nero? Let me ask you, folks. Before tonight, did you know that an underworld demon pterodactyl's vomit acted as an invisibility cloak? You didn't? Yeah. Well, now you know. So stay tuned, because you just might learn something. <laughs> So we're going to be using our 777 demon tools. We're going to be injecting ourselves with soup. We're going to be taking Yako out and dragging her along the street. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you in two weeks. Bye, guys. ああ、俺、イハラです。よろしく。私は池田蘭子。よろしくね。僕はデイビッド・ライス。留学で来てます。ふん。ふん、ふん、ふん、ふん、ふん。すいません。僕嘘ついてました。<笑><笑><笑><